I'm Catherine Arndt, the Chief of the VLGA Connect Studio. Welcome to today's episode, brought to you by the VLGA, your councillor support network and the national broadcaster on all things local government. Hi everyone and welcome back to VLGA Connect. Every now and then we get to meet one of the heads of various agencies in the state that work very closely with local government and I'm delighted today to have for the first time on the program the CEO of Recycling Victoria, Tony Ciccelli. Tony, welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really nice to meet you. Um, great to meet you as well. Yeah, great to be on, online today. And you've been in the role uh, as of now nearly a year, so you've certainly got your feet under the desk. How's the uh, baptism of fire, if you like, been for the last 10 months or so? Oh, look, it's been uh, an exhilarating and, uh, you know, quite an amazing sort of journey so far, uh, I've got to say. And, um, yeah, look, um, there's just so much happening here in Victoria and uh, trying trying to sort of understand where, uh, I guess Victoria and all the stakeholders are up to has been, you know, really, really fascinating for me uh, just to see the journey everyone's on. But, um, yeah, as you say, like it's uh, it's nearly a year now and, um, yeah, just a, a, been a sort of an amazing, amazing journey for 10 months so far. And you've come in at a pretty exciting time with some of the stuff that's happening, which we will uh, get to. But um, can I assume that that's one of the things that attracted you to this role? Yeah, yeah, it is, Chris. I mean, we, um, you know, I've been working in this uh, sector for some time. Um, uh, if people don't know, I'm South Australian and uh, uh, have been working with the uh, the South Australian EPA for uh, you know over over twenty years and um, and headed it up for the last eight and a half or so, uh, really with a couple of areas of of passion and and priority for me and one of them was this area of the circular economy there's just this emerging um, uh, need and expectation from the community and in turn from governments and and, and industry uh, around how do we get the most out of our uh, materials and how do we you know how do we sort of get to a more sustainable um, way of uh, of living um, uh, going forward and you know and I think also uh, with uh, yeah, I guess the importance around um, net zero and uh, looking at our carbon footprint and so forth. This is just a you know a really fascinating space that I've been on um, and been in for for uh, well over ten years now, both at the state and national level. So yeah, look, I, I think Victoria is on uh, an amazing pathway here, and um, the opportunity uh, was uh, you know too too good to refuse when uh, when it came up. So. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're almost a Victorian. Uh, you're from Mount yeah. Gambia, aren't you, just across the border? Yeah, I, I think Mount Gambia people often wonder, um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, which side of the border they, they sit on. But it, it is very much a regional economy down in Mount Gambia. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I sort of grew up, um, grew up there, grew up um, sort of watching sort of east and west in terms of uh, things like AFL and VFL, um, you know, back in the day and so forth. So uh, very familiar, played, um, you know, played sport in Victoria because of, um, I guess, the border location as well. Yeah. So yeah, relatively familiar with the, the western, um, uh, you know, western uh, precincts of, yeah. of, of Victoria. But, um, yeah, but perhaps spent uh, my working career uh, in Adelaide and uh, uh, up until 10 months ago. So uh, in the new role at uh, Recycling Victoria, let's talk a bit about the changes to the structure of the system, because 
perhaps people in uh, local government land are still trying to get their head around what's changed. We used to have those advisory groups and uh, forums, etc. Uh, that's all been replaced by this new entity, correct? Yeah, well, I think it's um, being replaced by a new, it's probably more accurate to say by a, a new framework. Um, right. the, there's a, a new act that the, the, uh, the government uh, established uh, called the Circular Economy Waste Reduction uh, and Recycling Act of 2021. And in there, they um, uh, have, have put their aspiration uh, to, to, to have a more effective, a more resilient and um, uh, a more prepared uh, waste and resource recovery sector, um, but also to promote and enable towards a more circular economy for the state. Uh, and as part of that, they introduce um, my position, which is the head of recycling Victoria, with a, a number of functions and powers that uh, works towards those purposes and those those goals and outcomes. Um, and for the first time uh, in Australia, really, there's a number of uh, new tools um, that have been put in place to help me and our staff uh, to help the sector, including local government, to to be more. Um, uh, to, to have, I guess, work in a more resilient and more uh, certain environment so that we can um, get better outcomes out of uh, the waste and resource recovery se uh, sector. Right. That's quite different to the system that came before it, which was uh, more of a sort of enabling and engagement um, approach uh, across the state, both in the regions and in, and, and in Melbourne, where uh, words would often um, be part of um, collaborative procurements and assist and support um, local government in collaborative procurements. We still um, happy to talk more about sort of what our role will be in helping and supporting local government in procurement. But we have now taken on, I, I guess, a more oversight role for service providers um, in the system, including local government. And that means that the type of supports will be different, but no, no less um, important, though. Um, so, mm. uh, so different, but I think much more of a um, whole of sector, um, more strategic role to sort of help local government in this next phase of of you know progressing uh, better outcomes uh, on in waste and resource recovery, and and of course better outcomes you know driving mm. towards a, a a more circular economy for for the state. Where does Recycling Victoria sit vis-a-vis -vis Sustainability Victoria? Does Is there crossover there? Yeah, look, there, there should be crossover. I mean, we, we sit closely with the EPA and we sit closely with um, Sustainability Victoria and indeed the, the department as well, which has been driving all the legislative change. Um, Sustainability Victoria is, is the key communication and behaviour change um, entity for um, not just the circular economy, but also for our net zero and our energy um, transformation and energy transition as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and they and that they continue to do that. So we work with our reforms um, are done with the collaboration of Sustainability Victoria. And of course, Sustainability Victoria has had a, a really important role in terms of uh, grants and uh, activating particular areas in, in this transition uh, and reform in, in the circular economy as well. So uh, so that that role um, continues. Our role is a little bit um, uh, different to that in the sense that we we have the mandate and the responsibility to look at the whole marketplace, to look at what's not happening uh, or what should be occurring uh, to a better extent in particular market streams. So whether that might be in the organic stream or whether it be in the glass stream, we will have a whole system view and have the ability to first understand it with our 
uh, data and our information, but also then, you know, what, what are the insights to be learned from uh, what we know about the particular um, system? How do we share those insights with players like local government and industry? Uh, and importantly, how do we get together and understand where we need to put our efforts to improving that system or indeed trying to uh, trying to um, take the most of the opportunities that we might identify in some of those um, whole of uh, market systems. So it's a little bit different, but definitely um, very engaged and very aligned uh, with um, the role, not only of SV, but also the EPA and mm. the policy role of the department. Oh, good. Thank you. It's it's good to understand those uh, distinctions. So, Tony, uh, local government, a key stakeholder, quite clearly. How are you working with councils and how would you like to be working with councils into the future? Well, what, one of the first things, uh, Chris, that uh, I was very keen to do when I arrived here uh, in October, and of course, if we sort of go back to October, it was quite a difficult time for the state because we were having um, flooding issues, um, particularly to the north of the state, but, but also um, here in Melbourne. Um, so it was a little bit difficult, and I think um, my plans to engage were a little bit affected um, somewhat because of, of that. But, but between November and February uh, of this year, so November last year, February this year, we, we effectively, the executive team of self, toured right across the state. We uh, did nearly, you know, I think the, the stats were, you know, some 2,000 kilometres of travelling really to try and, um, you know, uh, get to local government as a, as a first priority to really understand where, where local government was at right across the state. You know, local government is a very diverse um, group of, uh, of, of entities and um, from, you know, here in metro area to the big regional capitals to uh, the smaller regional cities to the quite remote cities, you know, that they, they all have different needs. And it was really important for me to sort of understand, you know, just where um, the different parts of local government were at um, and uh, according to the different regions across the state. So that sort of, for me, started a particular way of operating um, that I really would like to see Recycling Victoria continue, which is mm -hmm. to get out and actually um, see people, meet with people, understand, but also share information um, in a two-way dialogue and two-way collaboration. Going forward, um, uh, Chris, what we what we want to do is uh, look at that engagement approach probably in three different ways. One, recognising that the programs that we deliver are for the state, that's both for the regions, um, for the metro areas, for the whole state. We want to make sure that those products um, that we'll maybe come to um, soon, um, some of the new things that we're uh, delivering to improve the, um, improve the, uh, the performance of the sector, we want people to be able to engage directly with, with us around that. So it's trying to make sure that we've got those program-related engagement approaches with, um, uh, with local government, wherever they might be in the state, uh, to make sure that they're strong and people know where to go to to make sure that their particular needs are uh, you know, taken into account with those um, programs. At a more, um, I guess, strategic level, we have a range of forums that um, um, that are being established uh, with not only with local government but also with uh, the industry. Um, we've recently established uh, the Recycling Victoria Local Government Chief Executives Forum, for instance. Uh, mm -hmm. We've uh, met twice already. Um, we're meeting every six weeks with chief executives around all the reforms that are going on. Uh, you know, in, in the local government, relevant to local government and local government space. 
that's a really, really um, valuable forum for us to sort of hear from local government directly, hear from the different parts of local government, but also a way of, you know, presenting one voice, one view to entire, to the whole um, local government framework. So um, we've got a local government advisory committee that um, the government is uh, establishing as well, which is a statutory committee that will um, also provide advice back to RV about uh, what's working, what's not working and so forth to really help us understand where we should be, you know, spending our time with local government um, and focusing, you know, our, our um, collective precious resources. We haven't got resources to do everything, but we really need to understand where are the right interventions and make sure we put our valuable resources into those areas. Mm. We want to do, uh, I, I guess we want to um, have um, that engagement at um at different levels, both bespoke to the programs, also more strategic across all our programs and our, our broader relationship. And, and we want to do that also, um, you know, I'm really, uh, you know, quite a fan of in-person um, visits. And uh, that was, you know, shown by what we um, have done already, uh, you know, in the first 10 months of just getting around the state. So we want to try and continue that. We recognise there's a lot of people that want to talk um, so there's a little bit of, you know, being pragmatic around that and yeah. using, you know, forums like this as well to, to complement, but we do want to make sure that we get out into the regions and get out into the metro areas and visit local government in, in you know, where they are uh, and really see firsthand some of the issues and some of the opportunities and, uh, mm. and challenges, of course, that uh, local government might be facing. That's a big program of, of engagement that you've got underway with that CEO forum in particular. What what are the issues at the top of the list of them wanting to talk about? Is it the rollout of the additional bins that we're starting to see with glass and uh, FOGO across the state? Would that be the number one issue? Yeah, look, we've, we've had a number of things that we've talked about already. Uh, one of the issues is, of course, um, the uh, you know where we're up to with developing standards for curbside um, for the curbside system. So um, as, as your members would be well aware that the um, government has put that policy in place to um, have uh, four curbside services uh, in place by uh, 20, uh, 2030. So 2030 for um, our organics, our FOGO bins, but uh, for 2027 for, for the glass bins. Um, that's happening, you know, um, uh, I think a lot of councils are, aren't sort of waiting for the end of this decade to put yeah. those in. We've, we've seen, uh, you know, the latest figures are something like 75% of councils already offering FOGO services now across Victoria and uh, something like 30% have already got their separate um, glass service in place already. So they're the sorts of issues that, um, they're the things that are happening right now on the ground for local governments. So we're talking about that. We're also talking about the rollout of container deposit system, which uh, local government has a really important um, role to play from a number of different perspectives, both um, sort of helping our network operators. These are the, the, the three network op operators that have been appointed across Victoria. Um, they're, they're working in particular zones, um, both metro and regional zones across Victoria. And, and those zones have been um, demarcated on the basis of council boundaries just to ensure that that alignment with the relevant councils can ha happen as effectively as possible. Mm. So councils are really important in terms of the planning um, provisions for the infrastructure that needs to be put in place for container deposit. We have uh, something like 600 different pieces of 
infrastructure that have been put in right across the state um, for the startup of container deposit on the 1st of November this year. Uh, and obviously councils have a, a really essential planning role. So it's making sure that we can work really effectively with council at pace um, to, to get the right outcomes, um, but also get them um, obviously as quickly as possible. Um, but also uh, CDS, of course, um, complements the curbside system as well. So we're, we're out at the moment in consultation uh, with local government around a protocol that's um, uh, something that's a part of my authority to um, prepare and, and to authorise. Um, but the protocol uh, helps us um, define how local government will benefit from CDS with the containers that are returned through the curbside system. Right. So again, there's a financial support system there as well uh, through CDS. So yeah, of course, councils um, and local government um, chiefs are really interested in terms of uh, how they can help, uh, but also how they can, um, uh, you know, you know, quite rightly get some benefit from uh, the systems that have been rolled out at the moment. Uh, the container deposit scheme, you've got some experience, of course, with those schemes uh, from South Australia, haven't you? Yeah, which must I, I, be don't valuable. Like, I don't like talking about it too much, Chris, because, um, you know, South Australia has been, been doing uh, container deposit for 45 years. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, we, we've, we've all grown up. I've grown up with, with container deposit. Uh, as, as I've been going around, I, I, I have been talking to, um, to councils and to stakeholders just around the broader issues that we can expect over time with container deposit, because as much as it's uh, another, um, it's another scheme that helps us recover containers. It's obviously going to have a, a really strong benefit for, you know, containers that are found in the litter stream here in Victoria as well. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I have noticed uh, the level of litter uh, of um, containers here is is quite evidently, um, you know, it's a survey of one, but. <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite evident to me that it's very different to what you you don't see in South Australia, and, and right. we and we've taken that for granted for you know South Australians have taken that for granted for a long time. I think that's going to make a real impact on that. Um, but but more importantly, I think what what I've seen um, with systems like container deposit in in South Australia is what it does to behaviour change and what it does to uh, social. Um, uh, social employment as well, um, with a lot of disadvantaged groups. Um, the Scouts in uh, South Australia very proudly say that the most resourced and uh, you know well-funded Scouts in Australia, because they have quite a significant role in the collection process and the processing um, systems. All those opportunities are coming uh, and will be seen here in Victoria. It's very exciting and. Um, so it's, it's really nice knowing what a measure like container deposit can do well beyond the um, environmental and sustainability aspects because they're very strong social and very strong economic benefits from CDS. And, and to sort of now be responsible for putting, putting one of the largest systems in place here in Australia uh, is very exciting. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to seeing that roll out over not only um, from 1st November, but just seeing how that progresses and changes behaviour uh, over the next few years. Well, best of luck with that. We're out of time, Tony. There's so much more I, we could talk about. I'd love to talk to you more broadly about circular economy and your observations there. So perhaps open invitation to come back in the not too distant future to chat more. I'd love to do that, Chris, anytime.
Thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us today and uh, congratulations on the appointment. I know it's not uh, so new anymore and best of luck with those major projects that you're rolling out in the coming months. Thank you, Chris. Tony Ciccelli, the CEO of Recycling Victoria, here with us on today's edition of VLGA Connect. 